Are you recording already? I am. Oh my goodness. What's that song? Um, What's up, friends? Welcome to Breaking Bad Podcast. I always think it's Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. That's a great show. (laughs) Put the microphone closer to you. Closer? Yeah. Yeah. Mic check one, two, one, two. So the beautiful voice you're listening to is Annie. Annie, say hi. Hi. (laughs) And then we have Britt. Britt, say hi. How are you guys? And then we have our precious Andrea. Woo woo. And then there's me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this hey. is going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. We have our two best friends here. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about what? Getting ghosted. Will you be my boo? <laughs> or, oh, sorry. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The title of this episode is Will You Be My Boo? Right? My I feel like boo. that has to be the song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that Usher song. <laughs> but yeah, it's a classic. I know. Have it's any of great. you guys ever been ghosted? Yes. How about you? Well, I was. <laughs> I was gonna go to <laughs> my like, reference point. Say yes. I, I, I looked directly at Dre because she remembers all the details of my dating life. Thank you, Dre. Um, where I maybe have a lapse of memory. She's like, no, no. Do you remember that one time? And I'm like, oh, yeah. You're right. I tried to forget. Actually, thanks. I don't recall being ghosted. I was telling her. I'm probably like the opposite of the ghoster i'm like let me over communicate and in fact let me just sit you down and have a proper conversation and make you feel uncomfortable and bake you a pie i'll probably bake you a pie maybe a stew you know you want to know what's so funny is when my dad started i mean my dad you guys all know my dad he's never really started dating after he got divorced but women wanted to date him because it's victor he's so cool you he's know? the best and so one love woman you, really really liked him and to say no, he wouldn't go out on a date. He legit baked her a pie. <laughs> like, let you go up. easy. Yes. Let me make sure your stomach is full so you That's don't it. hate me. That's yeah. That's and she walked away bye. with a pie. He I said, here's your his, pie. Bye. I think I read his dating book. <laughs> <laughs> here's your pie. Bye. It's your pie. Bye. Put the camera on, oh. Annie. <laughs> sorry, I was like trying to like. like <laughs> clearly, um, you're not reading me today. I'm not. No, sorry, not today. I have to go like this though because my head is so small that I. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Britt has uh, definitely sent off some uh, exes with uh, with a pie, either with a pie or with a really nice dinner. Or something. No, dead <laughs> and they all sit like in the same seat at her dining table. I literally have said, man. I, I think I'd like being broken up with if I was the one being the breaking up because, frankly, you always leave like your dad, like you were happy, you were good. It's, yeah. It's with a like warm hug and a goodbye and like a piece of pie. Yeah. And like a piece well, of pie. Well, if you want cream on top, okay, I got you. Like, um, yeah. Well, if you want, I can put cream on top. <laughs> Do you want a cherry? <laughs> Yeah, no, we've we've definitely. Um, I know Nebraska has some stories about oh, getting God. ghosted. Do we really want to know my stories? Like. But I mean, I don't think you've. I don't think I would consider you Brit ever actually really getting ghosted. I think, and obviously, this is going to be an evolution of a conversation because <laughs> we were talking about it even earlier off the mic. But um, like dating before you guys became Christians, because obviously I, I grew up Christian, so it's completely different for me. So did Nebraska, mm-hmm. but you two are practically new in your faith. And so mm-hmm. dating within like the faith is a little bit different, right? And so Addie yeah. made the question, she was like, does ghosting really happen in the Christian community? Pfft, girl. 
It definitely happens in the Christian community. It happens That's a lot. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think you've ever really gotten ghosted. I think if anything, like you always end up having like a really good conversation with the person before yeah. you end things with them. Yeah. Um, maybe it was just like after a first date, it kind of gets awkward and weird. You know, you guys kind of never talk again kind of thing. But I always address the elephant in the room. Though. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I don't think, uh, Ghosting is what I'd be calling it. I think uh, we'd have to rename it into something more. Hmm. We'll have. We'll. We'll. We'll, wait we'll on think that. about. We'll it. think on that yeah. one. And then Annie, I know your response <laughs> to my question on breaking on the Breaking Bread podcast uh, Instagram the other day was. <laughs> I don't ghost people. I'm a Pisces. And I was like, oh my gosh, it wouldn't be Annie who would say like, that. We, we, would, we would just write them a, a 10 paragraph essay about why. And send them a hundred apologies, apologies and, and be yes. like, I'm so sorry. And that's our beige flag. I yeah. have a question though. Who do you think ghosts more I was often? Women or men? About that. You know, that's a great question. It I is a great know. question. I, so from the poll, I actually got more women that said that they had been ghosted before mm -hmm. but from the responses and the short answers more of the guys were the ones that actually like chimed that. in in regards to like oh, their wow. ghosting oh. stories or yeah. why they ghosted yeah so girls obviously were, were responding that they got ghosted but guys were responding as to why they ghosted so we have a mutual friend that we all know that he said that he got catfished pretty much that he yeah. like met somebody online and oh. then when they ended up like meeting in person, he realized that the person was a little bit more overweight than they, he expected them to be. And so he goes to I've them. ghosted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're bringing it back to me, memory. Well, she's remembering the it traumas coming back. back here, you know, way back here. Bray, are you that mutual friend? <laughs> I am. I, 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 there was a, a period in my life, you know, before Christian dating, we'll call it, um, where I, I did go on the dating apps. And, um, dun, dun, dun. yeah, no, I think there's just like a precaution that you take, but I think there's like just a point where you're like, yeah, I'm not that like eager to meet the person in, in you person. know, real life. And, um, and this one in particular, I just kept having this feeling. I was like, he wanted to go bowling or something. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm just not, and it was like the day of, and I ended up not showing up because I was like, I just don't. And then come to find out like, you know, cause girls really good FBI agents. Let me mm -hmm. tell you what, we ended up figuring out that that man's photos were not like of that year or decade. In fact, oh my God. <laughs> and he no longer looked like that cute, handsome man, but somebody entirely different. And I was like, you know, and that's why I don't do that. But so that actually ended up becoming a rule of mine. If I were to continue to do, um, like online dating that I would only like, I would not go on the first date with them until I FaceTime zoom or them. FaceTime, which great because mm -hmm. COVID existed and it was like perfect. <laughs> um, and so like, I, unless I like could jive with them, like, through the camera and I saw that they physically had hair still on their head and you know the teeth in their mouth like we Wait, were are you saying you would never date a bald man no no not at all but you know like if your expectation is one thing and then you get another you're like hmm that's not the surprise I was hoping for but okay so we're here so I just like so it, here. you know it became like this new like filter I was like we're gonna FaceTime or Zoom either it doesn't matter um and then I'm, I'll decide if I want to go on a date a first date with you and that's kind of how it played out but um yeah, I guess I have ghosted people. And I mean, 
I've also been on my way to a date and then decided, yeah, I'm not. You know, the <laughs> you but- turn on the, the way the butter- you no, turn. The butterflies are not a thing for me. I'm like, if she I start feeling. Skirt. Yeah, exactly. I did, I, legit, I, legit, I did a U-turn. I was like under the turn by getting on. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I had so much anxiety or butterfly, whatever you want to call them. And I was like, no, I think we're going to pass. Yeah. And I just never talked to the guy again. And that one I actually did go on a couple dates with. And I was just like, mm, no. I love you know what really, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's dating advice, but like you said, when you were on the way to the date, you had butterflies. And I feel like we grow up as women, especially being taught like, oh my God, butterflies. Do you Uh have butterflies Mm -hmm. with him? And in reality, those butterflies is it's anxiety yeah yeah it's like Mm -hmm. if your stomach is churning it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's poma (laughs) you know what i mean you can cut that out but (laughs) i will not be cutting that out people are gonna be messaging you like what is poma (laughs) but you know what i mean and so i think it's too like it's it's listening to that intuition of like these butterflies are not a good thing Skirt to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah, the whole butterflies thing. That's like, it's, I don't know who told us about no. that. Because it's like, oh, what do you feel when you're with him? Oh my gosh, I feel so many butterflies in my stomach. It's that's like, not yeah. good. No. That's that is weird. Not good. No. That's not okay. Like, it's normal to get a little nervous yeah. and a little red, but when you have butterflies, it's Run. an anxiety, yeah, <laughs> telling you. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 So have any, have you ghosted anybody? I'm a double Pisces. I've never, well, apparently I just ghosted someone recently, but I don't think that's the case. No, I don't. Um, But I don't think I've ever ghosted. Yeah, I don't think so. I remember the closest thing that I've ever, you know, that a guy has ever ghosted me. I went on a date with him, two dates with him. And then... He kind of just got dry with me. It's not that he ghosted me. He got dry with me. And we had a mutual friend. And he was like, oh, she didn't put out the first night. So it's not worth it. Yeah. And so I was like, I would have rather him had ghosted me than continue to try to like, Mm -hmm. you know, have this relationship, I guess, more (laughs) sexually with me. And thank God I was like, nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's, I think, the closest that I've ever gotten ghosted. It's more of like they just become dry and you're like, okay. Yeah. Like but I think the that's the, I think that's important too, is if a guy or a girl, if you see someone not reciprocating the communication that you're putting out, mm-hmm. just know it's not personal and like, don't force it. Yeah. I think that's the worst. And I think that's yeah. why a lot of people ghost because like people come on so strong and then you're, they're trying to force a relationship and then they're like, well, I, I didn't, I didn't want this, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. I've ghosted before. <laughs> Doobie the ghost. Just once. Just once. Um, it was a long time ago. It was this guy. It was kind of like that, that I was like kind of being indifferent. We went on a few dates and then I was like, mm, I'm not feeling it. And then he would always be very intense. Yeah. And it got to a point that I'm like, okay. And I just stopped answering. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really being in tune. I think. I don't know if you want to call it like emotional intelligence, but like just read the room. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know how to do that. No, no. Well, (laughs) the tricky thing is, at least for me, so I feel like I can kind of empathize with both of you in that sense of like Mm -hmm. the read the room and knowing when the energy is not being met. 
But here's the interesting thing, because I think like I've I've felt that in the dating period where we're like, okay, things are good. And then all of a sudden you feel that distance. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that being said, like you read the room, you exit. Right. Now, here's the the, the doozy. What happens when they come back around, you know, and then you're like, huh. What happened here? You ghosted or you yeah. moved away, whatever you want to call it. You pulled away. You yeah. pulled away. Yeah. And so I think that's where it's interesting because now it's like, okay, well, I no longer am interested because that's not, mm-hmm. you know, and then I have become the, like the one who's like, no, oh, that's okay. Yeah. I'm and good. then they try harder and they try harder. And that's where the game start. And I'm like, no, but that's where it yeah. can sound like ghosting too, because in their perspective, it can also be like, oh, well you know, you were interested and now you're not, you know, now you don't even want to give me the time of day. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, and so it's tricky because I think there's not, not to say that there's always a good time to ghost or there is one. I think I'm, yeah. like I said earlier, I like to communicate right. thoroughly, uh, probably too much sometimes I'd say, but I think there is like a fine line between when it's acceptable and when it's not. Of and course. I don't, and I don't even believe that it's one um, a male or female preference. I no. think it's like we both probably do it. It probably looks a little different in each mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. And so I think that's why we just don't necessarily, like when you first asked me and I was like, no, I've never ghosted anyone because I never thought I did. Like that's not how in my brain it's um, associated. Looked at, right. You know, right. But again, if you, if it very much could have felt that way yeah. from the other mm-hmm. side. So who's to say? Um, but you know, they all come back as they do. And they always come back. They always come I was back. just going to ask you <laughs> girls, come back. I was just going to ask you girls if you all believe that they always come back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Facts. Even if they've ghosted you, not ghosted mm-hmm. you, whatever, do you they think, always come back. Do you think guys are more prone to always coming back? And, or do you think girls always come back as well? I feel like when girls decide they're done, yes. when they're finally able to walk away, they may hold on, hold on, hold on. But when they finally do mm-hmm. decide they stick to their decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men think they've decided, mm-hmm. but months later they're like, oh, wait. It takes them a long mm-hmm. time and to realize. And then they come back, but it's too late. Yeah. And that's, that's usually how that We're goes. already over them by the time they're realizing that mm-hmm. they're not over it. And then yeah. they come back. I yeah. feel guys yeah. are the ones. That's that usually what the back. breakup statistics say. Like that, yeah. like women get over a breakup a lot faster than guys mm-hmm. do because guys like months later are like, oh crap, wait, this is actually real. And then that's when they come back. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Oops. Yeah, I was going to say something, but it's going to sound so bad. Talk to us, let's hear <laughs> With it. the whole breakup thing, like how, like we go through it, we cry about it, the whole thing. Like, I can't believe we're trying to figure life out and we're sad. Yeah. And then we move on. And then when we see that the guy comes back, doesn't that feed your ego a little bit? Because you're like, no, I'm over you. Bye. Like, Heck no, yeah. that just happened to me recently. Right. So I, again, I think that sounds bad, but I feel like it's almost like a pride thing of like, I freaking cried yeah. for months yeah. for you. And now you're coming back. Absolutely not. Yeah. 100%. there's so, also something yeah. like but i think it's always really nice to be able to just like when they do come back if it fell out like in a really like nasty way or whatever yeah that to be able to like be like i forgive you it's okay oh, i yeah, learned I my mean, lessons from yeah, you like it's cool like you, but it's you, in it the happened moment for a reason of kind when of the thing. person comes back that you're like look who's back yeah. <laughs> look at you okay yeah hey 100%. but don't What's you up? also think that they always come back when you've been dating someone else oh, yeah yes. like as soon as you start <laughs> having mm-hmm. interest with another yeah. guy it's a like a radar percent. their radar goes oh off. yeah yeah and it's like hey and you're like 
oh my god the timing yeah yeah it's it's weird Mm yeah very and if they're manipulative girl run (laughs) it's crazy yeah no that that, that tends to happen usually that it's like they have like a radar for when Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship with somebody else and And then now that's that's when they feel everything like oh they they know when you're distant in that relationship but then they also have a radar for when it's ended and oh yeah the Mm -hmm. floodgates are like who let you know where was that newsletter hold on or when you start dating and then a bunch of people start hitting on you and you're like what yeah. like yeah. what is going on I've right now i've never had a bunch of people hit on me do these so uh, <laughs> shut up yeah you so have beautiful <laughs> yeah you have shut up. i never what do you mean you never they probably you know, never tell like, you i never no i never my dms with guys are never i never have uh, nobody's interested in me. <laughs> no listen but no true. but it's because i have been told this I definitely have a case of RBF uh-huh. for sure. I think we, we all do. do. We all do. Well, and also I've been told that I'm very intimidating. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Like from guys? From, from guys. So funny enough, Nebraska actually had that conversation recently with somebody that like one of our friends too, uh-huh. that you were asking them, like, if you were really that intimidating, remember? Oh, yes. And, yes. and it's like, but in Britain, I have talked about it. And for some reason we come off as intimidating yeah. to men and to women, yeah. like both. It's like, it takes a really long time. I mean, obviously you and I and Brit have all gotten closer yeah, like this year, but it took a while to get to where we're at. Right. And so it's like, what, what do you think it is about you that makes you intimidating? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the ghost coming out. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Definitely Halloween season, guys. <laughs> I that was great. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think I can't. I'm crying. I'm crying. I don't know what that was. Anyway, um, I definitely think it's it's because I'm a very independent person. Mm -hmm. So if I have to do something, I'll get it done. I'm also very. Yeah, I don't know. Are you in your masculine energy? (laughs) I really am. I really think I'm in my masculine energy. I've had several people tell me that they that I don't seem approachable mm-hmm. um which is so funny because once you get to know me <laughs> Very, I'm like the yeah. I've been told the same thing weirdest yeah. person yeah. in the world same. I've been told the same um, thing so. so yeah I don't know I'm probably in my masculine energy I mean yeah even when Brittany and I were looking to get her a new car <laughs> and the guy at the dealer whatever Tesla dealership tried to open my car door and I was like nah bro I got it and he's like let me open the door you know but I don't know you you know and yeah. I, I guess I guess it's very hard for me to accept that and give a guy that space to yeah. be a gentleman because mm-hmm. I've never experienced that I've experienced it with my last relationship my most recent one and it was great but Again, I can accept it and and let the guy be the gentleman when I'm in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just walking around and meeting people, yeah, I guess it's I'm a little bit harder. I think yeah. it's you know I think it comes back to like you just want to feel safe with the person that you let For your sure. guard down with. For sure, I don't think that there's really anything wrong with that. I think sometimes some people are just too approachable and too out there and open for the wrong people yeah. and i think you just want people to really earn that place in your life yeah that which trust, is funny you know? because girls always to me tell me that i'm approachable guys tell me no. the opposite but yeah. a lot of guys tell you the same thing or like the majority More, yeah mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. Because I've always felt like it's easier for me to get along with guys than it is with mm-hmm. girls. But it also depends yeah. because it depends on who the Depends guy on the is. person. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the person. Yeah. 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 Like I have a friend, our friend Paul, like he, he would always tell me. Oh he's my like, God. I love Paul. Shout out Paul. He's awesome. Hi, Paul. But he's always like, it always seems like you get along really well with the married guys and i'm like that sounds terrible (laughs) but i'm like maybe it's because i just don't feel like they're a threat because they're married and i will never cross a line with them and they wouldn't cross like you know obviously like you have boundaries with them but it's easy to be friends with them because it's like oh they're not coming to me because they like me or because they're flirting with me it's just because they're just a friend so it's so much easier to like let your guard down than with just a single guy that you're like oh my god this guy's trying to hit on me now yeah kind Mm -hmm. of thing so. Yeah, I have a question. Uh-huh. Who has actually been hit on out in like the real world? Me. Like, yeah, okay, see, so you're not as intimidating. Okay, it's, yeah. I wasn't talking about DMs though, about the getting hit on by a lot of guys because I don't get DMs either on like guys looking like, hey, girl, like it's which not, is so funny because so many guys like, think that like, every single girl's DMs is flooded, yeah, I and don't I'm like, have bro, it's DMs literally about- images of puppies. <laughs> New Food Starbucks, recipes. yeah, and like I don't know, a duck getting washed in a in a sink with flowers, like <laughs> yeah, you know. Same. Like I, I don't really have. No, I've never had anybody kind of like slide through the DMs, like I a mean, bunch of guys no. that. Well, maybe okay, I, I some here yeah, and there, yeah. but not a bunch of guys no. like, oh wow, like yeah. I can pick. But well, the reason know? I asked that is because I've been asked. They're like, oh, you probably get hit on all the time. And That's I'm, what guys say, and I'm all like, the time. actually, never. Um, and I was wondering, kind of back to what we're saying, like, yeah. I wonder if it's because we don't feel approachable. And something uh, Leandro had said at the dinner the other night, I was like, he's like, you come off very, like, intimidating. Mm-hmm. Right? He said something else. That's so interesting. Do you think it's our confidence, though, and we have no room for BS? And then the guys that want to just play the games yeah. are the ones who think that. Are sliding into the DMs. Or no, are the ones that are like, you're not approachable because you're going to catch my bs i think that too but i will say that guys know like they know from the get-go right like they have like a radar like they know with who for yeah. what you know yeah. so yeah. i feel like when they i i do think it's a confidence thing but at the end of the yeah i think it's it's that or guys feeling like oh my gosh like she's too good for me type yeah. of, like you're out of their that. league yeah. yeah i've gotten that so many times yeah. i'm just like all right because i i don't understand that but yeah it's more I, so sometimes that. i wonder sometimes i wonder if it's the fact that like if you're out of their league that's one that you want to try harder because it's right. almost like, well, it if I get you, that way, then it's like, like my, it feeds my ego. Well, but it's also great because it's like you have someone amazing by your side. Like, yeah. wouldn't you be proud of that? Like, I'll never understand that. But yeah. what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Guys <laughs> like the chase. Yeah, yeah they, they love the chase. Yeah, yeah. they do. But I don't want to run. Like, I don't want to be chased. <laughs> I'm not a big runner. Hey, like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm good. I said I needed cardio, but I didn't really mean that. Yeah, you know, not about, I'm not about the running. I run from other things, but I don't run two things. <laughs> That's Hi, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you ever ghosted anybody, Andrea? Um, You know, I think I'm kind of like Brit, where I'm like, maybe my definition of ghosting has been rejecting somebody and like not answering their DMs when they want to take me out. And Mm -hmm. to them, that may seem like ghosting. And and it's not to me. It's just the can you get the hint that I just don't want to go out with you? You know, and I think 
I think one of the things that I'm realizing is that maybe I just need to learn how to handle that kind of conversation a little bit better to be a little bit more mature about it and be like, listen, like mm. I like you as a friend, but nothing more. It's just you. The thing is that I think there's fear in like not knowing what the person's going to say that you're just like, let me just not talk to them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. No, I'm busy. Or bye. It's you know? Like I know that it, it's, I've done it when I know that it's not going to be awkward because I'm not going to see the person. Like, like I, I, it's harder to do it within the context of like church, for example, because you know, you're going to see that person every Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, within the context of like a random person on my dms or whatever like it's kind of hard yeah. it's like it's easier because i'm like i'm not gonna see you again so if you like unfollow yeah. me on instagram that's like, okay that's gonna yeah. be fine so i don't know maybe it, to them it's been ghosting but i think i hate ghosting so it's i think really that's the worst thing you could do it's the mm -hmm. most immature to thing do it to you could somebody do. else i'd rather just yeah. like have the really be hard conversation yeah. than just ghost them like mm -hmm. i just yeah. I and can't. you'd be surprised some people react very good they're yeah. like Okay. Well, they appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody has experienced some sort of rejection in their life. Yeah. So it's kind of like, hey, just be open and honest and don't waste my time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that comes with emotional maturity because a lot yeah. of people don't yeah, have no, that. For sure. so, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know how to be clear. Yeah. You know, that and too. like I have a, like I live by clear as kind. And so, yeah. you know, I think because they're afraid <clears throat> of the other person's reaction and I think you've experienced a situation where the person was really surprised by your reaction or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. And that was partly why you had to call them out, but they really needed to talk to you up front, but they were afraid right. to. But I think that's majority of people. Like they're not used to meeting someone with an emotional intelligence to not just hear the, the unpleasant thing, but mm -hmm. like react appropriately. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And have, and have the grace. Well, because it comes back to like making sure that it's not coming out of a, a place from ego, right? Absolutely. Like yeah. if the person's rejecting you, like you have to kind of leave the ego aside and be like, okay, it's exactly. not it's not about me. It's just that maybe the timing was wrong or right. maybe it was just not the right like person for me. Like it's not, it just comes out of more of a place of that than like a like a personal attack. And right. I think a lot yeah. of people feel like it's a personal, personal. attack. Yeah. It's just like rejection isn't too. fun. Rejection no. is the worst. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people don't know how to handle rejection. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like at a, at a certain point we should, because we all, we've all been rejected and right. I've been rejected and it sucks, <clears throat> but I feel like with time it's, we, not that, not that we should become friends with rejection, but being okay with, with the right. possibility of being rejected. Right. And I feel like once we mentally prepare for that of like, this could happen you kind of go with it in an like with an easier i think that's where faith way. plays into it too it's definitely like, you know it's not not having that fear it's knowing that the fear exists but like continuing to move forward mm -hmm, knowing mm -hmm. that you could potentially be rejected or hurt exactly and knowing that it's still worth it you know and i think that is a hard differentiation between like making it worth it and moving forward in it and letting it just take over and not being able to speak the words you know yeah, yeah. i think too when you said faith, Brit, I think it's also like faith will help you change your perspective on it. So instead of taking it personally and being like, oh, no, I was rejected, you know, look at it as at a point of like, oh, this isn't my my person. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not Absolutely. that I'm not his person or exactly. I'm not her person. This person isn't my person. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's like God's guiding me out of what isn't for me anymore. Well, yeah. it's rejection is the redirection. Right. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And you're re being rejected by that person, but it's just going to redirect you and point you to the right person yeah. right. that God has for you. Well, and I think sometimes like ghosting could be the best gift in a way because it's like you, you know, you have to let go to make room for what is mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. And I think we don't see it that way. And in the moment we feel like, oh, it was because of us, but you've already said it. It's nine times out of 10. It's 
you know, they're not in the right time, we're in the yeah. right mm-hmm. headspace, there's other things going on, or maybe you're just not the right person for them. There's nothing right. wrong with you specifically, you right. know? Yeah. And so I think we often can't see a world outside of us sometimes, yeah. and that's our ego. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, ego. But I do think that, like, it's good, to, like you say, it's good to communicate and say, hey, this is not going to work out. And then I guess it gives you permission to not continue on talking to the person right but like ghosting right off the bat randomly it's like don't do that you know like nobody should be that's that's not okay it's just not okay you know again i've been ghosted (laughs) my story is so funny um i was talking to this this was like like seven years ago probably i really 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 liked this guy and we talked for like a month straight or like two months it was very i guess brief in a sense and he randomly kind of stopped talking to me. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, are we still, like, are we dating? Are we not? Like, in my head, right? And then I was trying to figure out, and obviously the anxiety, because you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then you start wondering, did I say something? Did I do something? And then whatever. Like, if you're an overthinker, like, you start thinking of yeah. all the scenarios in your life that could possibly make the person ghost you. And then he randomly sent me a text. And then he's like, oh, my dog is dying. And I'm going through it. I'm sorry. But he was very clear about it. But he ghosted me for like a week until he talked to me again. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated him being honest about it, even though I thought it was a very silly reason. (laughs) Again, we were really young. But I was like, no, that's not okay. Like, nobody should go through that anxiety, you know, like the not being clear. It's terrible. Like, it's not okay. Well, sometimes it's the emotional availability or unavailability that the person has. It's like whether they're unavailable or they're available to even be able to have that conversation. But why not have that conversation? Some people can't address the conflict at the moment. Like at the moment. Okay. So I recently had a conversation with the person that ghosted me last year. And you Uh girls know about it because obviously we've talked about this, but like. It was interesting because it was like a year later, he was able to own up to the fact that addressing that was a lot harder than just pulling away entirely mm-hmm. and ghosting me. And I was like, okay, I'm fair. I get that. And I was like, and I understand because of what you were going through. But at the same time, having the conversation would have been so much easier and better than for you to just pull the plug the way that you did. Because your overthinking was I'm killing over- you. Yeah, my yeah. overthinking was just like, dude, like what the heck? And then it was the the like constant playing games of like okay i'm gonna ghost you for two weeks but then i'm gonna come back yeah, and it's no. gonna be like let's have a conversation no, but that's then terrible you ghost me again but then it's like mm-hmm. okay now we're gonna have the conversation another week later and it's like and then you're setting up these times and i'm like the fact that you were doing that instead of just having the conversation is the mind games like yeah. that's when it's just completely wrong right. yeah it's and terrible. so like it's interesting to now be able to like look at the person and obviously be like whatever i'm over it like it's right. uh, you, you know i went through it like now i know that consistency is something that's very important to me and the way that you're showing up and how you're pulling yeah you back learn from it, it. yeah you learn from it like it's a completely like it's a big thing for me right mm-hmm. and so um it was just it was interesting but i do think that it has to do with the emotional availability with a person sometimes people think that they're ready to date and then they start dating and they automatically realize that either the other person wants more or demands too much, quote unquote, or like they can't give what that person needs. And mm-hmm. so it, like they decide to pull the plug and run instead of actually like talking about it. But I think it's emotional maturity. It's not availability. Because even if you're not emotionally available, but you're mature, you could say, hey, I'm not emotionally available right now. I'm sorry, I wasted whatever your time, blah, blah, blah. But you can still communicate that. Right. I right. So think I think it's maturity. Too. Yeah. But I also think that if someone is, how you said, clear is kind. And if someone <clears throat> says to you, hey, I'm not emotionally available or hey, I'm not, we're not on the same page, all that stuff. I think it's really important to remember that 
it's not your responsibility how they respond Correct. Mm-hmm. to you saying that. Because a lot of times some people could even get upset at you for that or be angry or, um, and I think it's just staying true to your truth. Mm-hmm. And even if you say, hey, this isn't for me right now or you know whatever, we can't date right now for whatever reason it is, um, if they get upset or if they try to manipulate the situation, like that's not on you either. I think there's so many moving parts in dating and finding your person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like with life, there's so many moving parts. And so with dating, you just add a thousand more moving parts. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just holding true to yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you define dating in 2023? Do you think it's complicated? I think it's almost impossible. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know that it's complicated. Like, I, I think we complicate it, yeah. But not even because I haven't, hard. like, I look, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I, hmm, how do I put it this way? I mean, fine, my last relationship was long distance, so it was more complicated. Mm-hmm. But I think that if I was dating someone in Miami, I just think it's so hard to find good people with with our same um values values morals faith and even and i gosh who if some if a guy listens to this from church i'm sorry (laughs) but some of the guys they say stuff or talk about a girl and i'm like dude i saw you in the sermon did you not hear anything that was talked about you know so i think it's just really difficult it's like overall yeah Yeah. and i think people are afraid to commit i think people you know, because, perfect example, life is so easy, right? Like, yeah. I can buy my groceries with the push of a button. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to go to Publix anymore. Like, you know, and so I, I don't even have to see a doctor. We have telemedicine. Like, everything is so easy in life mm-hmm. that I think people are starting to think, okay, but dating should be so easy. Like, mm-hmm. I can have my cake and eat it too. Or yeah. I mm-hmm. can do this and not do this. And, yeah. and yeah. you'll still keep the bed warm for me. Like, it's so many different things that... There's no more work and relationships are work. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Same with marriage. I feel like people view marriage yeah. the same way. They well, step into marriage with that mentality too. I yeah. love the fact mm-hmm. that like our pastor said something this past Sunday, which I know it obviously like our the collection of talks that we're doing is completely, it's, it has nothing to do with relationships, but it was just the, the question he asked can fit not just like in money, but in so many other aspects. But he said, how much does God have to bless you for mm. you to feel for you to actually be happy yeah. yeah, for you to feel blessed. Right. And it's like, even in your relationships and your friendships <laughs> and like the person that you're dating, it's like, how much more do you want and demand from somebody else for yeah. you to actually be happy? Or how much more do you think that you're going to find? Because everybody's going to have flaws. This for person's sure. going to have flaws in one way. The next person's going to have flaws in a different way. But it's like, how much more do you have to understand that God's blessing you and you just need to, like, you should be happy? Of course, that doesn't mean settle or it doesn't mean, like, if you're in an abusive relationship, like, stay in it, right? But it's like, sometimes we take for granted the people that God has placed in our lives yeah, yeah. and in the relationships that we're in and, like, people that are married they take for granted their significant others and their spouses and instead of putting more work into that relationship and that marriage that they have they're looking for the next best thing they're looking for like a new like new grass to water you know instead of watering their own grass and it's like i i don't know but to me like i think within even dating like i kind of look and especially within the christian community i kind of look at how much do you jump around from person to person mm-hmm. in the... It's like in, how much do you jump around from church to church? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, or like from place to place, yeah. like it applies yeah. to everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wh- where is your emotional stability? Yeah. Like, why is it that do you're you, doing that? Do you have a problem getting bored that yeah. you're always looking for the next thing that's going to give you a thrill? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want somebody that I feel like is looking for a thrill, you know, like, because then it's like, okay, well, I'm the thrill for now. But then when you get bored with me, it's am like I gonna, next, like, yeah. who's going to be the next thrill, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a matter of like, and I've even had to check myself because I'm like, I'm a runner and I don't want to run yeah. from yeah. things just because that's my self-sabotaging tendency of just running when things are getting hard or when yeah. things are getting deep or when like now my emotions are at risk, you know? And so I think that that's like something to always take into consideration too. Yeah. Do you feel like in this generation we have like big commitment issues as a whole? Because I do, mm, because yes, I yeah. feel like we do have that mentality of like, it has to be easy. Mm-hmm. It has to come with a click. Mm-hmm. There's the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the grass is always greener theory has always been there. For I think sure. it's amplified. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at this point, I just see it and hear it so much that there's so much fear in like this idea of settling, but like settling down even. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I wonder where it's coming I think from because it's so visible. Like before, you couldn't tell if your neighbors you couldn't compare as much. Right. Yeah. and yeah. Now, now social media, you everything. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's social media, honestly. Yeah. Like it's the influence in itself. Like the other day, I was scrolling down, and then some girl was talking about. Um, she was talking about marriage and she's like, when two people are married and they don't understand each other and they feel like they're both forcing the marriage, just walk away. There's nothing wrong wow. with just oh, yeah, leaving. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's okay. Like you don't have to force, if the person's not right where you, that doesn't meet you where you are and you f- seem to not make it work, then don't force it. Just walk away. There's always someone. And it's like, what are you talking about? So I feel like it's that mentality right. of like, it's not working out. Oh my gosh, we just had a big argument. It's not working out. Bye. It was so nice. It's like, right. really, you're throwing away all the our, work and all the years. Our like, work ethic as a whole, though, like we can look at it in a relationship. But yeah. even like, if you look at our parents' generation, that was just like survival mode. But yeah. they, that too, that you know, too. And I think yeah. they took that into like marriages too. And like, and that's, yeah. that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. But then like you, you look at like our generation and again, we, we kind of come from a very disposable generation where things that don't feel easy, don't feel like, you know, they're coming quickly or, you know, they have to be put work and effort into consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, mm, but it's supposed to be easy, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. supposed to be just effortless. And it's and, supposed to be perfect. And it's, and, you know, yeah. and like conflict like is not supposed mm-hmm. to be like existent, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. All my rom-coms, they all, <laughs> they all end terribly. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe that's what why. What rom-coms do you watch? P.S. I love you. I was asked the oh, other day. P.S. I, was like, I love you. I oh love Gerard gosh. Butler though. Like, oh. let me just shout okay. out. Oh, yeah. if he's listening Agreed. to this ever one day. <laughs> That's so we're going man's. to Ireland, Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's just, I think it's society nowadays. So the fear, like you say, it's a fear of commitment, the lack of commitment. Yeah. And I do think that our parents' generation, it was also too of a survival mode. But, mm-hmm. but again, that's a whole other conversation because yeah. I'm not talking about like, oh, abuse, don't walk no, away. It's like, no. it's like more of like that real that I saw it was very like oh it's not worth just walk away right the word inconvenience if this is an inconvenience for me right now I'm just I don't yeah and it's like over silly things I'm like really yeah. What, right. what's up with the vows like when you're getting married what up with those vows like yeah. are you do you remember the vows it's like you know and Dre said something to know. me not too long ago and it's true it's like when we're looking for our partners we're not looking for someone to just go on vacation correct with. we're not correct. looking for someone to just have dinner and coffee mm-hmm. with every morning no we are looking for someone to do life with and what life right. means as we all very well know is it has highs and lows and mm-hmm. those lows could be death but it also could be 
sickness. It could be sickness. It could be debt. It could be financial. I mean, you just don't know, but you need someone that you feel stable with all the time. You know, like through it out, you know, and like that doesn't mean it'll like not without work. You know, you will probably have to navigate those uncertainties, you know, and but you have to have two people who want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like it's so difficult because people have to make a decision. And making yeah. a, decision it's a decision is hard yeah. for people, this generation specifically, I feel like. And it's I think super it's hard. Make, sorry. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. It's making a decision, but it's not just making the decision once. Mm-hmm. It's having to make that same decision almost over every over single again. day yeah. for the rest yeah. of your life. And I think exactly. that's when people are like, well, I made this decision once and now I don't want to keep doing it yeah. again. Oh, now we have, we're doing a different dance. That's what people say now. Oh, we're not in the same dance anymore. We're not in the same like melody, whatever, whatever. I have a really good friend and her dad that was, you know, she asked him the question. Again, we're back to two generations now. So she asked her dad, how have you gone 50 years with mom? And the, answer, I love that answer. And, and the answer was, I have fallen in love with every version of her yep. because the truth is we're going to grow and we're going to change and you have to make that decision yep. time in and time out again. And that is like two people making that decision because they, you know, decided to do this journey together. Right. No, it's not easy, but no one ever said it was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I think this is the lie we're feeding ourselves and like, we have so many different theories on this and so many, like you, you saw that one video, mm-hmm. but then there's 20 more videos opposing that or yeah. going mm-hmm. for that. And right. like, at what point do you have to kind of come back to yourself and say, this is what feels right to me. And that's right. where it's like, okay, how do I find someone who also values those things? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Values are super important. I was dating somebody that, that he believed in living with somebody before getting married or committing a hundred percent. And honestly, I tried to like, like bend my values to meet him there and that's when I realized I'm like values are so important I couldn't do it I'm like I can't do this because I feel like that there's some sort of fear of commitment like people tend to do those moves and stuff and I respect people that have done that it's I mean everybody makes their own decisions but for me I realized that that's a value for me that I that I treasure that I'm like man like I want you to be committed to me the way that I am committed to you and that we're going to make it work. We don't have to live together and figure it out for us to be like, oh, it's working out. Oh, you know what? It's not working out. You can yeah. walk out the door now. Because there's been plenty it's of like, people, I mean, as a wedding photographer, and I think... <coughs> and I know a lot of people that have done that, you know, close friends right. of mine, and it works for them. Beautiful. Right. But for me, I just feel the conviction. Like, I've, like I've I post, I posted this on my Instagram today because I actually realized that last week I um, was my like I celebrated eleven years of doing wedding photography like officially. Like I started in two thousand ten, but wow. officially it was twenty twelve, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's been eleven years. I would if you would have ever told me I was going to make it to a decade, I would have never believed it. Mm-hmm. But my um, my client relationship like software that I have, or mm-hmm. my CRM or whatever shows me like all the weddings that I've done and it was over a hundred weddings. Right. And so like all the names, I still recognize them. They, they still are like embedded in my head, but out of those a hundred, like a hundred and something names, more than a third of them were actually friends that I went to school with. Right. Like they're really good friends of mine. Other people are like random clients and other people are people that became friends. But I also can see the ones that have gotten divorced because mm-hmm. I've kind of like X'd out their names on the CRM so that they don't get like emails every like yeah, anniversary, yeah. you know? And so I was like, man, like it's crazy to see because there's a lot of those couples in there that did live together before they got married. And I'm like, if, if, if this was actually the solution to the problem as to like why 
couples decide to get to live together before they get married, then these people should have never gotten divorced because they knew what they were like before they got married and right. they knew what they were, how they lived before they got married. Mm-hmm. So that didn't prevent them from getting divorced. Clearly your marriage magnified more issues that you had. And so it's interesting because it doesn't matter. Like if you do live together beforehand, I do think that people think, or um, that people think that, they're going to be committed to you forever just because you lived before Yeah, because they get to know you in a deeper level yeah. and they get to but have a glimpse of what the, it would be like. Right. But right. the paper, I think, I feel like sometimes the paper ends up being so much heavier on those mm-hmm. couples than before they were even, you know. Because there's I, a freedom to married. walk away, yes, do you think? I think so. I think it's, be- I mean, I, I've lived with boyfriends before mm-hmm. and some for years and I think it's just you're already acting like you're married. Right. There's right. no reason to commit. There's no, There's no to, reason yeah. to commit. Right. I mean, yeah. you're acting literally like husband yes. and wife. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, definitely fallen trapped to that as me well. Me too. Yeah. yeah. That's and what I'm saying. A lot, a lot of us have, you yeah. know, I almost did it, you know? So yeah, yeah. yeah you were willing, you wanted I was to, willing to do it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For them. Yeah. And it goes back to giving people privileges that they don't even deserve. Right. right. And mm-hmm. it goes back to giving them like that privilege of like a wife, the wife privileges that they don't yeah. really deserve because you're not a wife yet. 100%. So like even something like, like Brit has a book in her nightstand that I have and I haven't read it because I'm like, oh, this sounds so toxic. And now I'm curious to read it because I'm like, you know what? I want to read it just out of curiosity, like to op- to read it with more of an open mind. But it's why men love the bitches. <laughs> Well, I, I was gonna, <laughs> you know, but yes, okay, you can still leave it do there. it. But yes, and by the way, I have read that book and I love it. Yeah, really? I do not think it's toxic. Uh, I think it's it's <laughs> true. It is. Like I, she was on to something. I need and to read this book. And there's a sequel, Why Men Marry. Yeah, I have both. Don't yes. worry, I got you. No, but but the reality is, like, you know, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, Brit and I love to cook for people, but. Dang, the next man, I'm going to be like, I don't know how to cook. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My therapist, shout out Myra. She's a great one. She told me, she said, Annie, the next time you date, if you have a guy over at your house for dinner or whatever, or or he wants popcorn. dinner popcorn. She's literally said <laughs> that popcorn. Is in the book. I know it is. Why? Wait, I want to know. Because it's like well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you access they don't get to privilege. My, yeah. Oh, that, uh, right. like wife privilege. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair. It is a wife privilege. It That's is fair. It's like I'm taking I off mean, all if, of my if, recipes from my Instagram. <laughs> nobody's gonna know I know how to yeah, cook. Yeah. I mean, I for me, my wife privilege <laughs> is knowing how to Uber Eats. <laughs> I'm not gonna Uber Eats for you until I'm wifed up. <laughs> there's there's boundaries to like just kind of keep to yourself yeah for sure because it's not just to like i think men respect that too it's it's both sides you know and i think they want the chase but they have to feel like they're earning something and i think oftentimes that's just not like that's not what happens if you're you know cooking for them you're cleaning for them you're living with them there's just truly like there's a ton of sayings. What is it? You, you why buy the cow? If you can milk, the, when you milk. why why buy the cow when you can milk, milk the cow for free? Yeah, yeah. yeah something and like so, that. I mean, like all these sayings, like they're they're so old because they they're truth behind yeah. them, you know. Yeah. And that's true. I think you know we often forget it because it's just like in passing you hear it and you're like, oh, but that's not going to be me. Yeah, you know. And this is how I show love, and this is how I care for people and all that can be true yeah but i think there is a time and place and it's interesting because you asked earlier like how has it been different you know dating in the christian atmosphere 
It's very different. And it is, it is. <laughs> but as like someone who's very like still like, I I'd still feel very new in it. Um, it's like, yeah, I still take a lot of my old ways with me and it's because they're comfortable because yeah. that is in fact it's how, your old patterns yeah. it is what I, I know to do it's like what i feel valued in mm -hmm. like yeah. here's my worth you know and maybe that's not the best way and it obviously isn't the best way to go approaching it because <laughs> your worth is so much more than that but it's how i've shown it in the past so i fall short in falling back into my patterns yeah you know and i think we all have our own version of that and i've already like one of the things i learned from my past was I will not live with my partner mm -hmm. ever again. Um, and I'm like very firm about that. And it's still like, it's so easy to get comfortable with of the person course. you're with. And that day in and day out becomes real close to them living with you. And yeah. so there's always a gray space that you can fall into too. So you have to be very, you have to kind of always revisit your values, but you have to always revisit your whys, you know? Yeah. And like, why is it so important to keep that like, that boundary or why is it, you know, and it can be, and it can sound very spiteful. Like I'm not going to cook for you because you haven't wifed me up. No, yeah. it's not like that. It's in fact, it's to protect both, both parties really, because like they'll continue to want to work to see you through, like see you as their wife. If they feel like there's something more to, to like, to see and value and learn about you and right. grow with you. And it's yeah. not just given all the time. It's not just accessible to everyone. Right. It's like, okay, I have to really be intentional with you to gain that with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I've never, I've had a hard time seeing it this way before and honestly till now. And I've even had it brought up to me very recently and I was like, you know, great point. I can't argue with that. And yeah. I think we're always learning and we're always trying to do better. And I think that's what this dating is. So no. yeah, we have to kind of go through rejection, but I don't think each rejection is not met with more lessons. Right. And I think that's kind of the beauty in it all. You mm -hmm. know, I think the beauty in being in my thirties now and having been in relationships, but also having dated and being, you know, whatever rejected or whatever that is, I've gotten to kind of navigate through and figure out what it is to do things more in value with what or more in line with my values yeah. yeah and kind of see it through and be like okay i've done it my way now let's try to do it you know uh the way of faith you know and i think now as i continue to do it this way i'm like this makes sense i'm understanding why mm -hmm. now like had you told me to do it from the start i wouldn't have had all that background to kind of be like oh these are my reference points and that's why it doesn't work that right way. yeah so that's my two cents yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think um, I think everything you said, and that's why I said like I think I need to read the book and more with an open I mind. I want to read that book in regards <laughs> yeah. to like, and I, even just seeing it from a psychology standpoint, right? Because right. so like one of the conversations that I have um had recently is that you know men operate out of feeling loved by the nurturing like and respect that we provide as women right and then we as women want to be seen heard and valued and so like it's like we want to be provided for and some and again it's not just in the materialistic aspect because everybody as soon as you say like women want to be provided for they think that you're a gold digger, digger. and yeah. it's like that's not what it's about it's about providing security and stability right. in all kinds of aspects right. like i want to feel safe with the person that i'm with right. like you know physically and like that safety like Absolutely. um and so i think like 
It's so interesting from the psychology standpoint, though, because you do see some girls and you're just like, man, but how did they get married? You know, and mm -hmm. then like mm -hmm. here are women that sometimes you see that you're like, these would make great, amazing housewives. And you're just like, why are they still single? And like it's the, the whole like kind of question that you kind of ask. And we've had the conversations before, like Britt and I have asked like each other the question. Like I have another friend, my friend Liz, that she's constantly like that all I've ever wanted was to get married and here I am still single, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's those things that make you kind of question like, why do some people get married and why do some people not get married? And it's like the ones that don't seem like they're ready for marriage are married and yeah, the ones that really want it so aren't. True. That's and so it's true. so crazy. And like, I mean, I think obviously coming from a spiritual standpoint, I do think that like, sometimes what you idolize so much is yeah. what God kind of wants to shatter in your life. And it's kind of like, if you idolize marriage so much and want that partner for a reason, like whether it's for selfish reasons or for whatever, God's like, no, until you find yourself fulfilled in me and me alone, like I'm not going to give you what you ask for so much yeah. of. Right. And so I do think it is it kind of balances with the spiritual aspect too, but it's questions that we all ask ourselves. And so what, what do you say though, when you see those types of relationships too, and they're not religious or they're not spiritual, they're not, they, they're, mm -hmm. they don't live faith based. Yeah. You know? But sometimes I wonder if they just made it less complicated than we have as Christians, you know, because right. as Christians, I, I, we're navigating faith and that. And so it's kind of that. I feel like it's so no, hard to navigate anything in life without mm -hmm. faith. Of course, no, yeah, absolutely. Faith. Yeah, yeah. But I think in the dating world, I think it's just overall like people outside of the faith and the faith that make it everything is just complicated. But and that's what I'm saying, because sometimes you see people that don't have the faith aspect. And then it works out for them so out. perfectly And they didn't complicate them. it. And yet us yeah, that are true. in the faith complicate it so much more. Yeah. And so we're it's almost like, are we expecting some sort of perfection out of our relationships and that they were just a lot more graceful in? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it just, it, it kind of like, you know, it kind of contradicts itself because you would think that us as Christians are setting the example for the world. But instead we're seeing that the world is kind of like, it makes us, it, it makes, it, it just works out, out for them, for, for us. Yeah. yeah. It just works out for them. Mm. Yeah. I, I begged it. I, I agree to disagree. I also feel like too, though, the relationships, at least that I see that are not faith-based. I mean, yeah, maybe they're working right now. Mm. They're still new. I mean, look, we're all, we're all, all in our thirties. It's not like they've been together for 10 years, 15 yeah. years. You know, a lot of people that I know who have gotten er married early, are divorced, yeah, yeah. separated. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I've even had like marriages not go through this year. Right. That, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's just, yeah. it's. Well, you never know. And I think that's why we have to be so diligent not to compare because mm -hmm. what you're suggesting could also be a facade. Right. You know, and I think we all have that one friend who everything on their Instagram looks <laughs> perfect. 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 And then you talk to them and their whole life is They're falling apart. Yeah. You know, and. And that comes from their marriage to their day to day. Like you just don't know. And I think that's why it's so good to have that like friend who checks you and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, sure. no, I know it's what you're thinking. It's you or it's not going for you. But like you just, you know, statistically, we just dodged our first divorce mm -hmm. or a divorce, you know, mm -hmm. and like because you said it like majority of the people at our age have already been married, possibly or like maybe, you know, and then they're getting a divorce. And that's yeah. not what I, I'm not advocating for that, no, but, but it's just statistics. statistics. Yeah, yeah. It's the reality. And so that's why I'm saying, so it's kind of a weird way of looking at it perhaps, but it's a blessing to be at our age and not 
have been married at this point yeah. because yeah we, definitely because now we've gotten more firm about like our non-negotiables what mm-hmm. it is that we value what is faith in our relationship going to look like you know and i was telling them before i was just you know it's it's interesting because i have a whole different perspective of what i'm looking for of and course. what i'm not willing to settle for and i was settling for yeah. it from my past but i'm able to kind of take from my past i've learned Learn. from it and now I get to put it into play and practice. And now, you know, waiting till marriage to move in together makes more sense to Absolutely. me now because I've done the opposite. Right. You know, it didn't work well for me. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's just one of many different things, sequences of events that I'm just like, okay, but I've had the time and the grace and the understanding to get to this point in my yeah. life without having any um, pressure, maybe? Any, no, any like serious obligations mm-hmm. to like, you know, like a marriage or yeah. kids now that are going to tie me to like, that one thing because now I'm able to have like I've learned my lesson I got to say goodbye and now we're moving forward and we get through rejection and we get through our ghosting and we get through it all but we learn every single time about what it is that we are trying to get closer to Mm. yeah well it's it's the reality is that in your 20s you think you know what you want but then you get to your 30s and you're like what I wanted in my 20s is not even close to what I want in my 30s and then in your 40s you're probably gonna think the same thing it's gonna be like man what I thought I wanted in my 30s is not what I want in my 40s you know you've said it before and we've talked about it you know in my 20s I wanted a wedding Mm -hmm. in my 30s I want a marriage marriage, right and there is a difference and I think understanding the values of a marriage right. and what that entails. And it's not just a checklist anymore for yeah. me. It's not just the wedding dress and the photographer mm-hmm. and the people who come in a big party and a yeah. whoop. No, it's no, not about that. It's not about that. In fact, I think the older I get, we all kind of talked about this at length before, but you know, the simpler it gets for me. Yeah. And the oh, more, yeah. and the Same. more concise it is and the Same. more, the more my values are like, I just want a loving husband yeah. and a loving husband who's going to be a great father. Yep. Like, those are the things that matter. The wedding could come yeah. and go. And I really, that doesn't, that's not where I place my value right. anymore. And when I thought marriage before, it was really not marriage. It was the wedding, wedding day, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And yeah. so it's, it's interesting. Cause again, like that development of that emotional landscape has now come to this point where I can understand that. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you girls, but I think more about more than just thinking about, who I'm going to marry. I think about who the person that I'm going to marry is going to be as a father to my children. I think more about my future kids and who their father is going to be more than my future husband. Like I'm like, I I want, (laughs) like I want a loving husband, but I want a really freaking good father for my kids because I'm like, I just want, a present dad, like somebody who's going to be around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't want, I don't want just a provider that provides just financially. No. I want him to actually be at the well, baseball they, games, basketball games. And like, they kind of coincide with one another because if he's going to be a good father, he's also going to be leading by example. And leading course. by example is how am I going to love and support your mother? Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, and you, you know, to them, you're their mother, but to him, you're his wife. So yeah. they kind of interlink, but I think it's now, it's multidimensional now. Absolutely. It's, I think it's, it's, it's yeah. how he leads his home in Absolutely. the end. It's right. like first as a husband and then as a father, right? But it's yeah. like, Correct. I want to make sure that he's going to be good on all levels, not right. just a good husband. I think too, we have to remember, it's like we want a good husband. We want a good partner who's great with our kids. Mm-hmm. 
we have to keep reminding ourselves what are we doing every day mm-hmm. to, to have that man yeah. want to be yeah. that we can't for be us. Demanding yeah. And I think so no, many people think that. And I've been too. in my last relationship, not going to lie, I was, I was like that. I thought to myself, I've been through so much stuff that like I deserve to just kind of coast. Like I don't want to have to try hard. Like I deserve to be like, you know, mm-hmm. weighted on hand and foot type thing. And then I realized like, well, how can I expect something of someone and I not be at that same level yeah. or at least um, trying to get to that same mm-hmm. level, you know? And I think that was a pretty hard wake up call for me in this last relationship, even though it didn't work for so many reasons. But um, I was kind of just like, okay, let me make sure that I'm going to be that wife and mm-hmm. mother. Right. Well, to, it goes back to, to serving. Like it's making sure that before you're being served, you're serving your 100%. significant other, you're serving your spouse. Yeah. It's really all about that. Yeah. I, I think we also have to uh, take into consideration the guy's perspective because mm-hmm. I feel like us as women, we may come off as very demanding. Like I want this. I want a loving husband. Yeah. I want this. Mm-hmm. And it's like for I think for men, they want us to be there for them the same way mm-hmm. that we want them to be there for us. Right. Like they well, we want them to sorry, they, they, we want them to provide for us, to nurture us. But they want us to be nurturing to them, too, course. and to cater to them right. the same way yeah. that we want them to cater to well, us. That's why I have such a so, problem with this yeah. book with the when I started reading it that mm. I just tossed it to the wind because I was yeah. like, because to me, I'm like, if a guy is working his butt off the whole entire they time, they feel a lot of pressure. Believe they do it or feel not. a lot of pressure. And let Poor me tell men. you, inflation. <laughs> Like Brit and I were literally just talking about it while we were having dinner. It's like it's expensive to go out and eat out right now with inflation. And Mm -hmm. it's like like Britt was saying, she's like, it sucks when you have to spend a hundred dollars on a meal and you walk away like not either hungry or not happy with what you just ate and you spent money on, right? And so I'm like I have a problem with the book and having you tell me not to cook for the person. If that's the way that I show love to the yeah. person and it's like, dang, you worked all day. Like, let me at least just make a meal. And oh, we'll yeah, can but just you can make like, you don't have to make a 10 course meal like Brittany makes you know, with mussels <laughs> right. and oysters and, and you know, ribeye. <laughs> you can just make something, you know, nice. Like, this would have been right. a good meal to right. make. Right. You know? But that's what I'm saying. So that's like, that's like the thing of where I've had the issue with the book because yeah. I'm like, yeah. they want to feel loved by being like, by us being nurturing to them and respecting them. Yeah. And not so and demanding. Like, not They're so going to be like, Bye. And I think yeah. too, like we have this. And again, yes, we, no one should settle man or woman. But I also think, too, guys are kind of just like, what do you want to marry a pastor? Like, gosh, you know, like I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. It's It's true. true. And I think that's where we kind of have to, you know, check ourselves. And and Uh, like you just said, guys deserve the same amount of nurturing and taking care of in a different way. Like mm -hmm. how you say, serve your husband before you serve yourself. So. Yeah, poor men. They have all the I pressure know. in the world. Like, the, oh, I want you to provide. I want you. To, they're like, okay, but hold on. Where Miami? Yeah, <laughs> Everything is so Miami's expensive. Miami's expensive. You know? yeah. So it's meeting them too where they are so mm-hmm. that they can meet us where we are too. I yeah. feel like it's a reciprocation thing, yep. you know? So men are great, guys. <laughs> We're not saying yeah, they're not. Yeah, this is not a hate no, on no, men not, episode. Not. No, I'm kidding. But I, I just, would love I do to do feel this like episode we again with guys. guys. Yeah, absolutely. <gasps> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We I should do it. Awesome. Yeah. We should. In the next. I mean, it's conversations that we've always had. We've yeah. had the conversations with guys. We have great guy like people yeah. in our life. Yeah. Guy people, guys in our life yeah, that yeah, we yeah. have yes. all of these conversations with and stuff, and that we're you know we've learned so much. Like one of the things that I've learned is the fact that they want to be nurtured and respected, yeah. and that that's yeah, how course. they feel loved, and that they know that we want to be seen, heard, and validated. I've learned that from those conversations with men. 
So yeah. it's not like I haven't, like we don't have these conversations, but on the mic, they need to happen a little I bit think, more. I think this should happen a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe next episode or something. But, what do you think yeah. about going back to the ghosting thing? What do you think? How do you draw the line between ghosting and boundaries? Like, Oof. I think once you communication, right? Well, like, well, like to back to kind of Annie, how we were differentiating between it being ghosting versus not. I think yeah. she went ahead and she's already more than established that this was no longer going to be a thing, right? Um, a relationship, yeah. You know, and I say thing only because I wasn't, you know, whatever. Oh, sorry. I, no, I was just calling like, myself it, out. No, you know, I just, it, it could be, it could be official. It could be not official. Right. But my point here is, um, she's already explained that that was not her feelings. You yeah. know, she's already explained where she sat in this, um, relationship. So from that point on, him not understanding or respecting that there's no longer going to be communication that's a boundary, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's not ghosting at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I think once you've established, I no longer want contact and they want to continue right. to yeah. feed their own conversation. That's on them, but that's not ghosting. Right. You've, you've already established what you've said and that holds weight and no is a full sentence, mm-hmm. you know? And like, mm, I love that you said that period. Yep. Yeah. So no if the guy period. keeps going, it's like, okay, I told you. Yeah. Bye. Cause it's like, and I haven't even like, especially to find, I think people have to say, it once mm-hmm. and that's more than enough mm-hmm. clearly kindly done but you know to go back and say it again like hey yeah like if they ask you a question like okay is this really over and you know yes it is please you know Respect, do what you have yeah. to yeah yeah um then i really think there's no ghosting and i think too if i would have continued communication with them it's just going to hurt them even more. Right. It's it just going to keep, it prolongs, it prolongs the it. cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think ghosting is where you have a great time or you think you're having a great date or, you know, mm-hmm. something. You never and then you never again. hear from them again. Or, or, or even worse when they say, I'll text you, I'll call you. And they never Nothing. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's happened to me yeah. too. Oh, Ooh, doobie. That's horrible. I just Who are these guys? I don't want to chop them in the throat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, oh my gosh, I just remembered. Wow. The guy was like, oh no, I promise I'll text you tomorrow. We're going to hang out tomorrow. Nothing. Ever wow. again. Nothing. Never ever again. See, that to never me is again. ghosting. I got excited. It's like, but never I think again. ghosting is where there's this yeah, expectation terrible. that's been met by both Guys, of you. Guys, I have been ghosted. I just remembered. It was in <gasps> high school. <laughs> an hour later. Why, hold on. This is why we got taught that women have spaghetti braids and men are like waffles because we went from being ghosted. Everybody was like, no, I don't think I got ghosted to like having a whole other conversation about yeah. everything else. Guys, it was so to sad. not be ghosted. I'll tell you my story really okay, quick. Okay, please tell us. It was in high school. That's why I'm so far. <laughs> so She's going to cry. <laughs> no, but it looked like a long story short. I'm kidding. I ended up doing this whole picnic for this guy, and he never ended up coming. Oh, and he never no. did anything. That's even worse. That's even ghosting. That's and trauma. And this is oh why the book exists. <laughs> this is why the book homemade exists because you don't make a man homemade cookies. No, Brittany, oh that's yes. not ghosting. That's trauma. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk that next episode. <laughs> I was ghosted the day of my birthday. That's why you have birthday trauma. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, because of other reasons too, but yeah, that was one of those. Yeah. One of wow. those ghosting stories on my birthday. It. And then he's you like, should oh, be I'll text for you tomorrow. <gasps> we should. <laughs> with a with a white blanket. She- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We or should you do could it. dress up as the people that ghosted you. Oh my god, that's great. Oh my god, can you <laughs> can imagine? You imagine? 
<laughs> no, but yeah, it was my birthday. I had a party and then he's whatever. He ghosted me. He's like, oh, I'll text you tomorrow. Never again. I never heard from the guy again. And the then I run into him never five again. months later with his now wife. <gasps> I saw him with the girl and he was nervous. Like, this is a, a, my friend. I'm like, oh, hi, friend. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Isn't fast that forward, the worst? Fast forward. They have two kids. I've been, what, what do you call it? Good luck. Chuck. Chuck yeah. yeah. That, that's me. <laughs> It's like me too. It's yeah. like we're yeah. over, I think and then they find too. their wife, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I've been too many awesome. windows. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Same. Oh my gosh. So I did can that you for please the give the theory on the, the, say, you the like, mirror, the window, and the door? Oh no, I'm a window. I'm gonna forget her. So there's there's three people. There's three people you meet in your life, right? Like, well, not in your life, but like, because I'm sure people have like had like so many. I've been so many different people's windows, but. Whatever. Point is that there's three people and types of people. One of them is going to be your mirror and that they're going to reflect back all the things to you that you still need to heal from, that you still need to work on, all that kind of stuff, your traumas, whatever. They're going to be your mirror, your reflection. Then you're going to have the window, which is the one that kind of like gives you more of the, this is more of what you're looking for. This is what you didn't even know you wanted and you needed. This is like more of what, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like a window to what you want. And then your door, which is like that person that you're like going to be ready for to like walk through the door and actually. So, yeah. yeah. So you have the mirror, the window and the door. So it takes three pretty much. It takes three. Yeah. To the main one. Yeah. To the main character. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) Three? (laughs) Jeez. Takes three. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm wondering if my last relationship was a mirror. I always thought it was a window. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, maybe it's like a mirrored window. <laughs> that's like that's what Dre's always like. How is this mirroring you? I'm like, I don't know. I have to like sit with that thought for a minute. No, no, I think I've I've healed from a lot of this stuff. So yeah, yeah I think you have. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I think we all have. I think we all have healed yeah. so much this past year. No, Ooh, the growing some things. of us have been forced to heal, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the maturity levels are high. I actually have loved this year so much. I was actually thinking about it like this past week because obviously with this like whole 10, 11 year thing, I was like, man, like I really like this year and the mm. way it's played out. Yeah. It's like even with all the ups and downs, it's been like such a good year. It's been a like good I've year. had such some a good year, really great lessons. Like, yeah, and some fun awesome people that I've met in my life. Yeah, I've really loved it. The fact that we're here, it's because of a one year thing. It's been a year. It has been a year. Happy one year, guys. Happy Happy one year. year. That's cute. (laughs) We're about to make a year in November, Andrea. Of the podcast, yeah. Which is so crazy to me. awesome. November 25th. We need some merch. (gasps) We should. (gasps) I'll design it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one person who's not the most creative (laughs) in the room. Nah, you are. You are. You are. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. But yeah, we should have guys next time for sure. We to will talk about this. I actually, I, I would have known that our friend Lester was in town. I would have had uh, him. That would have been oh, great. Oh, we great. need Leandro on this too. One of the too. ones that yes. responded to our messages. Uh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On the yeah on the Breaking Bread Ooh, podcast. Leandro, Leandro. Yeah. Oh, he won't do man. it for some reason. He will. He'll we'll make him. Yeah. We're gonna make I him. We're gonna make him. You need like 
three more mics because I need the guys in on our conversation because yeah. it's the, the conversation yes, between all of I us know. that always makes me laugh. I know. I, we, we're going to have to figure out how to set it up on the roadcaster, even if we're just kind of like passing the mic That'd be on so a little fun. bit. Let's do it. The roadcaster only lets I mean, you have four people, mics. But, yeah. but the, yeah. those are the conversations. Yeah, you can share. Like mics. the dinner, Leo's dinner. We were having conversations yes. about yeah. I had so much fun with yeah. that. I'm like, what? Well, I would love to have that conversation on the mic. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Next episode. I'm let's so down. Yeah, let's do it. I think yeah. it'd be great. I think Yay, I'm excited. there'd be some really great conversations to have. Yeah, definitely. We'll yeah. do it. We'll have it with them for sure. Perfect. Well, ladies, thank you for being on this episode. I think um, next episode is also an interview, right? Yeah. That's what we're going to do. So, um, but for this one, I think it's been fun. It was sure perfect. Was. I love I you, love girls. I love you. Thank you for tagging yeah. along. And I'm glad that we were able to come back around to the ghosting. <laughs> Trey, thank you for not ghosting us. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>